Hello and welcome to episode 465 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, March 10th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Friday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and of this thou must obtain for me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou who desirest nothing else but to see him loved, hast to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace to be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this, my desire, which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no. Thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord and certain to love him forever, together with thee, my dearest mother. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy, veil, holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times. Blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater Noster, quies in celi, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostram quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, Benedicta tu mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. 
for the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. We're returning, friends, to chapter 11, entitled The Medieval Uses and the Importance of Printing from a Short History of the Roman Mass by the late, great Michael Davies, the tireless defender of the traditional Latin Mass and the Society of St. Pius X. This is such an important issue, the way that we worship our Lord Jesus Christ. It needs to be a way that's sacred, that's reverent, that's mysterious, that's beautiful. All of these things are contained in the traditional Latin Mass. Mr. Davies begins by saying, Although reference has been made to the triumph of the Roman Rite, it was by no means celebrated with complete uniformity. A proliferation of local variations or uses, such as the Serum Rite in England, had evolved during the Middle Ages. Variations existed not simply from country to country, but from diocese to diocese. An examination of medieval missals shows that practically every cathedral had some liturgical practices of its own, as did many religious orders, such as the Dominicans, Carmelites, and Carthusians. These were merely variations of the Roman Rite and must not be confused with the Mozarabic or Ambrosian liturgies, which can be regarded justly as separate rites. Father Fortescue explains that in everything of any importance at all, Sarum and all the other medieval rites was simply Roman, the rite which we still use. Not only was the whole order and arrangement the same, all the important prayers were the same too. The essential element, the canon, was word for word the same as ours. No medieval bishop dared to touch the sacred Eucharistic prayer. The importance of printing. The only important development in the history of the Roman Missal between the pontificate of Innocent III in the 13th century and the publication of the Missal of St. Pius V in 1570 was the introduction of the printed Missal. The spread of printing marked a decisive stage in liturgical standardization, whether of the Roman Missal or of uses such as that of Sarum. The last Sarum Missal to be printed in England was published in London in 1557, the penultimate year of Mary Tudor's reign. The first printed edition of the Roman Missal was published in Milan in 1474 and can still be consulted there in the Ambrosian Library. It is known as the Missal Romanum Mediolani. As regards to the ordinary, canon, proper of the time, and much else, it is identical to the Missal published by St. Pius V in 1570. Prior to the establishment of printing in Europe in the 15th century, every Missal, Bible, Pontifical, Gradual, Antiphonal, or Book of Hours had been laboriously and often beautifully written by hand, usually by monks. Every monastery had its scriptorium, the illuminated manuscripts of these often unknown monks constitute some of the greatest masterpieces in the history of art. The destruction of countless examples of these priceless and irreplaceable treasures 
by the Protestant reformers constituted a crime against civilization as well as religion, which is less well-known but no less heinous than their destruction or vandalization of the churches, monasteries, and cathedrals in which the liturgy so exquisitely presented in these manuscripts was celebrated. The devastation unleashed by the Reformation upon the cultural heritage of the people of England and Wales has been assessed eloquently by Professor J.J. Scarisbrick in his book, The Reformation and the English People. Between 1536 and 1553, there was destruction and plunder in England of beautiful, sacred, irreplaceable things on a scale probably not witnessed before or since. By the end, thousands of altars had gone. Countless stained glass windows, statues, and wall paintings had disappeared. Numerous libraries and choirs had been dispersed. Thousands of chalices, pyxes, crosses, and the like had been sold or defaced, smashed, presumably for easier transport, and melted down, and an untold number of precious vestments either stripped or seized. So ends the chapter. This was a wholesale destruction of the church in England and Wales. And of course, a lot of this went on in Germany and and throughout Europe, tragically in the 1500s. The destruction of what is true, what is good, what is beautiful. And we saw that throughout the entire church in the late 1960s and on into the 1970s. We need to get back to what's true, to what's beautiful, to what's good. We need to get back to the traditional Latin mass. You think about not only decades, but centuries that some of the great cathedrals throughout Europe took. It was a labor of love passed on from generation to generation to generation. These skilled craftsmen and artisans, what went into the architecture, the design, the building of these beautiful Gothic cathedrals. The faith meant something to these people. It meant everything to these people. We need to get that back. We need to get back that sense of the sacred and we need to get back to the traditional Latin mass. Let's conclude, my friends, by mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. And also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, in which I interview my sister and my niece about RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. It's been a revolutionary breakthrough for people who cannot speak. It's helped thousands of families. We pray it will help thousands more. So please get the word out there, halo-soma.org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast because communication is a human right. Let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. And in this month of March, which is dedicated to St. Joseph, let's say the daily act of consecration to St. Joseph. 
O dearest St. Joseph, I consecrate myself to your honor and give myself to you that you may always be my father, my protector, and my guide in the way of salvation. Obtain for me a greater purity of heart and fervent love of the interior life. After your example, may I do all my actions for the greater glory of God in union with the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. O blessed St. Joseph, pray for me that I may share in the peace and joy of your holy death. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 465 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer our prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.